Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Bring back the gunshots and shit. And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room Once again uh, Episode 93, my nigga You know We gonna chill the 93 till And all that good old shit You know, shout out to the, the returning listeners Shout out to the new motherfucking listeners You know, I always do Tell a friend to tell a friend It's him again You know, tell a real nigga Tell a bitch ass nigga Tell a real lady Tell a punk ass bitch Tell anybody this motherfucking game could help Somebody who be entertained and all that good old shit Y'all motherfuckers look out for your boy Support is free Just listen to this motherfucker But um You know today's episode It's gonna be Something like you know the last few episodes Where a nigga was reviewing movies And what the fuck been going on on TV Cause ain't shit really been cracking in the world But not nothing that I honestly give a fuck about I'm not even gonna sit up here and bullshit with you You know, so It's gonna be like a lighthearted show You know, a little bit of Shit that You know, a motherfucker just You know, just caught my eye You know, um The the fucking all-star game Was this weekend Personally, I feel like it was Low-key weak You know, like a couple players got good performances Like I, I, I liked how Steph Curry got cracking in the fucking all-star game. He shot the motherfucking lights out. You know, that that was entertaining. You know, a lot of the players seem like they ain't even want to play, though. You know, and I think that's kind of what fucked the all-star game up for me. Like, I, I just wasn't a big fan of it this year. What's going on, Friends with Benefits podcast? But, uh, yeah, like, you know, Steph balled out. But, you know, like, one of the things that was, like, glaring... When you watch the All-Star game, KD didn't play. Uh, Joel Embiid didn't play. Um, shit. A few motherfuckers like, like that I was noticing just didn't get cracking. And then, like, even, like, watching LeBron play. Like, LeBron was missing all type of shots and shit. Like, Giannis balled the fuck out. I don't think Giannis missed the fucking shot the whole game. He balled the fuck out, even though, you know, Giannis is, like, the king of the goddamn regular season you know he like the the master of the games that don't fucking count but you know shout out to Giannis for balling out hopefully he can learn how to carry that shit into the playoffs and actually make some noise in that motherfucker but um damn that's crazy that I forgot tall light-skinned motherfucking name who didn't play in the all-star game but you know a gang of motherfuckers didn't play you know, other than that, it was cool, you know, watching, uh, you know, Dame and, and Steph have a three-point shootout in the game. 
But other than that, the game was kind of lacking. Like, you know, usually they, they do a good job of, you know, making the game seem kind of interesting. But this year, that shit was hella lacking. Like, I just wasn't a fan of the fucking All-Star game this year. The, the dunk contest was... I'm not going to say it's the worst because I've seen much worse. Like the, the dunk contest that um homeboy from the Supersonics won, I think that might have been the worst fucking dunk contest out of all of them. Uh, damn, I forgot homeboy name. Uh, damn, I forget. It escapes me. But there's been worse dunk contests in this one. But... You know, they they robbed my nigga in the beginning. Cassius Stanley, that nigga started the fucking the dunk contest with, you know, like a cool ass under the leg off a lob. That shit was cold in the motherfucker. And they gave my nigga like a 45. I'm like, oh, yeah. You niggas got the game fucked up. But, you know, it is what it is. Like, I, I thought it was going to be a lot better. Just because of who was judging that motherfucker, man. Like, they had Spud Webb, Dominique Wilkins, um, Jason Richardson. Like, all slam dunk champions judging that shit. But them niggas was missing the fucking mark. Like, what the fuck going on? Like, I don't know. That shit was just weak. I don't think they need to, like, get rid of the dunk contest. But I, I really think they just need to leave that motherfucker alone. Like, more than anything, like, instead of trying to revamp it and make it better and add all these fucking theatrics, like, they just need to let niggas do three dunks per round. You know, the the, the best dunkers in the league get cracking, you know, because I'm hearing certain people say, oh, we don't recognize none of the dunkers. Like, LeBron don't want to do it. Zion don't. Like, the people who you would think would want to do it, because at one point, getting in the slam dunk contest in the NBA was kind of like the... um. What would you call that shit? Like, it was kind of like a badge of honor to win a dunk contest. Like, Michael Jordan won. Fucking Dominique Wilkins won. Vince Carter won. Like, it used to be, like, the shit to say you had a fucking dunk contest. But I think, I don't, like, I don't know what it was that made the the dope players not want to get in that shit. But, I don't know, my nigga. Like, it's some bullshit. Like, I, I really wish they could find a way to make niggas like LeBron get into it. Now he in the 17 years, so he not going to fucking participate. But, like, Zion, he should get in that motherfucker, you know, with his big goofy ass. Like, who else should get in that bitch? Um, just, you know, like, just the fucking players who, who really bang out. I remember Westbrook performed in it, but when Westbrook got in it, like, it was before his name got big. So, like, nobody really appreciated the fact that, Westbrook really got in it and he's not exactly a what would you call like he's not a creative dunker no way he's just a power dunker but I don't know my nigga like they they just need to figure some shit out honestly like what 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 I would do man I let them professional dunking ass niggas do that shit on some real shit I I let the, the team flight brothers or any of these motherfuckers like maybe three of them niggas go against three like NBA niggas or something like, they gonna have to figure something out, but, like, that shit is fucking sad. Because, like, I, I I grew up enjoying the dunk contest. Like, me, as a motherfucker who who been dunking basketballs myself, like, as a, as a young nigga, when I was, like, in my early teens to late 20s, nigga, 
I was an athletic motherfucker. Like a couple dunk contests I saw, I was like, nigga, I could have won that shit. But I don't know, my nigga. Like the the NBA need to do something about that shit because it was it was bad, dog. Derrick Jones and Gordon. Yeah, well, yeah. Derrick Jones, he he did cool. Gordon, he keep getting robbed. Like I don't know what the fuck they need to do about this judging, but that's some bullshit. But yeah, Zion and John Morant need to they need to get up in the motherfucking dunk contest to save that motherfucker because it was like in 2000 Vince Carter got cracking in that shit and brought some fucking excitement, but nigga after that it was bullshit again. Like when Jason Richardson won, even though Jason Richardson put on a hell of a performance in that shit, nigga I don't know. It it was just weak, my nigga. Like it was, it was weak as fuck. So you know, I, I just hope they figure something out because the three point shootout gonna be the three point shootout. It's it's dope for the niggas who enjoy that, but like for me personally, it's niggas shooting, especially being that fucking uh, Steph could pretty much win that motherfucker every single time. So that shit bullshit. And it was Desmond Mason. That's who won that shit. When Desmond Mason won that shit, that shit was garbage. 02 and 03 and 01, 02. When Desmond Mason won that shit, that shit was bullshit. Like, nigga, that was probably the worst dunk contest ever. Like, this dunk contest was weak, but nigga, 01, 02, that nigga won a dunk contest with like a left hand dunk. Like, that nigga literally did some shit that I might be able to do right now. And I'm 38 motherfucking years old. So that was the worst dunk contest. But like, speaking of shit that I just thought was weak, and I'm not even finna like preface it like that because like the the more that i've heard about this shit the more that i really think about this shit the more that i kind of like step back and look at it for what it is um the coming to america movie you know coming number to america like dog i've been hearing a lot of terrible reviews about that shit you know, full disclosure, 100% honesty. After I watched the motherfucker, I felt like I was highly underwhelmed with the motherfucker. But at the same time, like, I'm not finna bash the movie. Like, the the, the more I hear about it, the more that I really think about that shit, the more I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm I'm going to give the movie a shot. Because, like, it, it wasn't for me. That's the that's the the number one takeaway from the from uh coming to America. It wasn't for me, dog. Like the original coming to America was rated R. You know, like everybody who listens to this motherfucking show, y'all know, nigga. I'm 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 a profane motherfucker. I enjoy profane comedy. I enjoy comedy with no fucking boundaries. Like, nigga, if if it's funny, say that shit. If it's funny, do that shit. Like, I don't feel like it should be no type of like um politically correct um you know all inclusive we got to make people feel good like cuz that's that's kind of how I felt coming to America was like it felt like they was trying to make it into a, a feel good movie it felt rushed like it, it it felt like them niggas wrote that shit on a napkin like it was like because I don't I don't even know honestly if Eddie Murphy even was trying to do that shit again because we didn't ask for this movie. Like I didn't really hear a lot of people 
like, oh man, they need to come out with a with another fucking coming to America. Like they need a sequel to that shit. Or they need to redo that motherfucker. Like I never really heard that shit. You know, so like not to bash it, but at the same time, it's like I honestly wish they would have named it some other shit. Like I honestly wish on some real shit. Like based on if any of y'all saw the movie, they was only in some they was only in America maybe eight minutes of the fucking movie. So honestly, they should have called that movie going to Zamunda. If they would have named the movie going to Zamunda, I think that shit probably would have shut down a lot of the comparisons to the original movie because it it did. It's like when you watch it, it's not even nothing that you should compare to the original. Like the, the biggest problem I had with it was I kept comparing it to the original, which it's the same fucking name with the same fucking character. So I can't help but to do that. But, you know, movies do that shit all the time where the sequel has a whole different name and a whole different cast of characters. But, you know, it's like a spinoff of the original film. I wish that's how they would have prefaced this movie. Like, I wish they would have just turned this motherfucker into a a fucking like a spinoff. Like, this ain't going to be coming to America like this shit going to be like. I forgot what movie that was like the land before time or something. And then like, it was a whole nother fucking spinoff of like all the younger characters or some shit. But it's like this shit. And what do you say? Uh, feminist and alphabet gang ruin coming to a low key on some real shit. Like I, I, I seen like the little feminist angle, which I don't even feel like they really drove. They point home like they should have. Like if they was trying to make it, uh, a feminist empowering movie like nigga i get how they was trying to like start it off on like some some matriarchal fucking um what would you call it like they was kind of oppressing the daughter and they was like oh it needs to be a son all oh, queens don't run this shit da, 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 da. which in my head i'm like dog you know there, there's been great queens in africa so like i just didn't like how they kind of dragged that shit out like, I wasn't really a fan of just a lot of that shit, dog. You know, and like I said, like, I'm not trying to bash the movie, but my bad for my fucking honesty, honestly. Like, I'm going to have to apologize for my honesty on this one. Because as much as I want to come in this motherfucker and say, like, I enjoyed it, that'd be a motherfucking lie. Just on some real shit. Like, it, it, it just... It, it it just didn't do it for me. And again, like I get that they, they trying to do it for the, the new generation, but I just wish they would have named it something different. Like I said, if they didn't name this motherfucker going to Zamunda, I might have even, I might have watched the whole movie different because like my wife, she enjoyed the movie. You know, we, we, we had a couple of laughs like, you know, Leslie Jones, she did her shit. Big Les, she funny in whatever the fuck she in. No matter what role she plays, she always funny. And it seemed like she was the only motherfucker in the movie that really, like, hit that adult humor angle. Everybody else was on some, like, PC rated PG shit. And, like, it, it just didn't hit the same. You know, like, I went into this motherfucker, like, with high expectations. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. At Kroger, we believe fresh means holding all our produce to a higher standard. To make sure a bad apple won't spoil the whole bunch, we do up to a 27-point inspection on our fruits and veggies. We check for things like sunburns and scarring, making sure you only get the crunchiest apples. In fact, only the best produce like juicy pears, zesty oranges, and crisp carrots reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh for everyone, we want our fruits and veggies to be the apple of your eye. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Expectations because when it comes to Eddie Murphy, as much as he had been on a streak of doing bad movies, after I saw uh, Dolomite is my name, I was like, oh, okay, my nigga Eddie back. You know, especially when I seen that he had a lot of creative control over this movie. I was like, oh, yeah, he, he finna smack this one off the park. And then you see the fucking trailer. Even the trailer had motherfuckers excited like, oh, yeah, this this motherfucker finna be cold. And then this is what the fuck we get. Like, it just was, like, it was corny, dude. Like, I, it, it, it's hard for me to try to, like, big it up as far as, like, the film. Because I just, di- I, I, I didn't fucking enjoy it, dog. You know, and a lot of motherfuckers, like, I've been seeing a lot of niggas that's been bigging the film up and shit. Because, like, I commend everything surrounding the film. Like, I commend him for, you know, putting a lot of the old characters back into the movie. You know, I commend him for, you know, if anybody watched the credits to the end, um, you know, like he has said, like, it created 6,000 jobs and a certain amount of man hours of labor and all of that. Like, salute to Eddie Murphy for, you know, putting a whole lot of black people in front of the camera and behind the camera. You know, helping people who was getting like a bad fucking shake in Hollywood. Like, you know, we hadn't seen Wesley Snipes for a minute. Ever since that tax shit, it was like they really was trying to blackball Wesley Snipes. So, you know, shout out for to um Eddie Murphy for getting Wesley Snipes in a couple of movies. Because, nigga, I, I, I got big love and respect for Wesley Snipes as a fucking actor. Usually I hit that bomb when I make a point, nigga, but I was just thirsty. But anyway, like, you know, I'm I'm glad that he brought, you know, Wesley Snipes on. I'm glad he threw Michael Blackson in that motherfucker. We even saw Dakimbe Matumbo in that bitch. Because something that I used to, you know, like, think about, like, the last time I watched Coming to America, you know, and this is just me in the mind frame of somebody in in the, the the today's cancel culture extra sensitive everybody has to like everything and we can't offend anybody type of time like i'm kind of like damn i wonder how africans feel watching that shit like you know how like when we watch a movie when white people do blackface you know or we'll see like a character of a different culture play um, a part of a different culture. Like, I wonder how Africans feel watching all these American niggas play Africans. 
you know, like playing on a lot of the African stereotypes and shit, you know, but being that he had a, a few prominent African actors in the movie, I guess motherfuckers was on some water under the bridge type shit. But just me, I just didn't care for this shit. Like the plot was fucking terrible. Like literally like it, it seemed like the plot, like I said about the shit being rushed, like it literally feel like that, that nigga wrote that movie within a couple of days. Like they gave that nigga a deadline. He was like, man, let me just bang this motherfucker out real quick. It was a lot of continuity errors and shit. Like it felt like some, like some Tyler Perry shit, not to throw Tyler Perry under the bus. Cause I appreciate what he do for the black community as well. But it just was like, what the fuck dog? And what, what's her name? Tamika made it. She said they didn't need the son. Absolutely not. That nigga was corny as a motherfucker. Shout out to him. I'm glad he was able to get the bag. Like, my biggest fucking compliment to this movie is literally, I'm glad everybody got paid. Like, this shit was like after the, I forgot who Mike Tyson fought. I think the, the boxer last name was like Etienne or something. And literally after Mike Tyson fought this motherfucker and they was asking him about the fight and how he felt about the fight and how he felt about his performance, the nigga was literally like, I'm glad I was able to get paid. I'm glad he was able to get paid. That's how I felt about this movie. Like literally, man, I'm just glad they paid all these niggas. I'm glad they made a hundred million dollars because them, them niggas took that money like that. This wasn't no movie that felt like it it was worth a hundred mil. Like if I'd have went to the movies to see this shit, I would have been fucking furious. Honestly, you know, and like I said, dog, I I still would have paid the money because I love to see black people get their bread. But damn, this shit was disappointing, dog. Like they, they should have named this shit something else. Like the, the fact that they attached this movie to a brand such as coming to America was disappointing, dog. Like I was glad to see everybody who who they was able to put on. Like I was I was happy to see um what's her name? Tiana Taylor in this motherfucker. Like, but I don't know, man. And it's like I don't even want to turn this shit into no big bash session. But, you know, it I guess I just gotta be that dude on some real shit. Because I've I've heard numerous podcasts like that's that shows you how slow it's going in the news cycle on the motherfucking planet that i done listened to maybe seven podcasts eight podcasts this week and literally everybody was talking about this movie and this movie at it is it, not good i'm not gonna call it trash i'm gonna say it's not for me maybe young motherfuckers enjoy it maybe goofy motherfuckers enjoy it you know, maybe the TikTok generation will enjoy this motherfucker. But if a show wasn't for me, like it, if you watch the first one, you're not going to enjoy this motherfucker. If you watch this motherfucker and comparing it to the, the first one, you're not going to enjoy this motherfucker. Like this, this seemed like a movie that maybe if I'd have put it on for my kids, they might have enjoyed it. But me as a grown motherfucker, a fan of comedy, a fan of Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy's style of comedy. This shit was it, it this shit wasn't it. Nigga, this shit was a big miss. 
And it was like, it seemed like a layup. Like it didn't really seem like it was going to be that hard. Like all they had to do was land the plane, but they turned it into soul plane. Like a lot, a lot of the jokes was just over the top. The plot was like, like I, I fuck with the fact that they went looking for the sun. But how they found the sun was like, okay, so you go to the garden and this nigga just pop up out of nowhere. Like hundreds of thousands of people that be at that motherfucking arena. And this nigga just, boop, once you pull up, you tell this nigga you, you his daddy and he just automatically believes you. Like, it was just too much that I was like, what the fuck is this shit? You know, and it's like, man, I, I hate to critique this movie so harshly. But at the same time, it's like, my nigga, you know, if I love you, I got to keep it real with you. And that's all this is. You know, like, I'm not telling nobody not to watch the motherfucker, even though I honestly feel like everybody watch this motherfucker. Like, it ain't going to be no spoilers in this bitch, because I don't think it's a, a, a nigga with no stitch of melanin in his ass that ain't went to see this bitch yet. It's on fucking Amazon. And I think we all got that shit by by now. Judging by Jeff Bezos' bank account, I think we all got fucking Amazon. So I'm sure everybody saw this motherfucker. So I'm not spoiling nothing, and I'm not telling niggas not to watch it. Personally, I just feel like this is a movie that lets your kids watch the motherfucker. Like, I, I think I might fuck around and do that. Like, I might put this motherfucker on for my kids to watch. Because I watched it with my wife. Like, when I saw Coming to America, I ain't even look at the rating. On some real shit. I just went into this motherfucker thinking, yeah, this motherfucker gonna be like, like the original. You know, these motherfuckers seem like they had a much bigger budget. They had a, a, a star filled cast, just like the first one did. But whew, they fumbled this one. Like this movie has so much star power. Like nigga, it was motherfucking celebrities in this bitch that didn't make the trailer. Like nigga, I ain't know that. Um, Gladys Knight was in the motherfucker. I ain't know that uh, Morgan Freeman was in this motherfucker. Like, nigga, they had all the stars. I, I kind of dislike how they they didn't really give the mama her props. Like, I really felt like they should have. I understand that she's resting in peace. But, like, they should have had, like, some type of, like, part of that movie where they really, like, you know, pay homage to the mama. Because in, in the original movie, like, his mama was a, she was a boss. You know, as much as they tried to play up this, oh, the king is this and the king is that. Like, nigga, that nigga mama was running shit in that motherfucking movie. Which is another reason why, like, the son shouldn't even have came into play. Like, nigga, they, they should have let that nigga daughter run that motherfucker, dog. You know, like, I don't know. I, I, I just wasn't feeling that shit, man. You know, I'm 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 just glad to see. That that these niggas still getting they bag. And I, I I guess I'ma just leave it at that as far as like how I feel about the movie. You know, and, and and I get why it was like that on some real shit. Like when I when I really just sit and think about it. Because like I, I just think about Eddie Murphy and how he's been moving. Because like Eddie Murphy in the 80s was known as like one of the raunchiest motherfucking comedians. Probably in the history of comedy. Like he's he's up in the the upper echelon of 
popularity of comics, but when it comes to the content, like Eddie Murphy was, nigga, that motherfucker was saying some shit that boy, oh boy, that nigga would have been the, the most canceled motherfucking comedian you'd ever meet. So I think that's kind of like why he made this movie in this way. Like, let me just go to kid angle. Let me just go to the donkey from Shrek angle. Let me go to Dr. Doolittle angle. Like, let me be as rated G as fucking possible. Because if I make any jokes, that's a little too over the top. Cancel culture coming. You know, so that nigga had to go. He had to go the fucking safe route because we in a safe route era. We in the era where. Nigga, you can't say shit no more. You can't do shit no more. Like, nigga, a lot of the shit that back in the day was just funny. Nigga, these motherfuckers, they gonna come for your neck. Feminists, LGBT, uh, just sensitive-ass niggas on Twitter in general. Everything is problematic. Everything is toxic. Everything is traumatic. Everything is... Some type of fucking uh, oppression, something about some inequality and some fucking cultural appropriation, like, you know, so I, I get it. I just, again, I just hate that they called that shit coming to America. They should have called that shit going to Zamunda because, you know, he, he had to go about that shit the fucking safe route. So he should have just named it some other shit and just associated it with coming to America to get that little piece of promo but you know like nigga this this is coming to america for kids because that's what it was that shit was it, it was a kids movie this shit was the kids bop version of coming to america but eddie gotta play that shit safe and and i respect it like i got respect for eddie murphy and the moves that he made you know because eddie murphy you know like he like an old school gangster that did a lot of dirt and now he a fucking mechanic or a truck driver or a plumber or some shit. So he can't really fuck up because he got felonies. Like, that's kind of how I look at Eddie Murphy nowadays. Like, he he got to move safe. You know, like, he, he did a lot of revolutionary shit with this motherfucking movie with all the people that he put in it. You know, all the people who he probably had doing things that a lot of motherfuckers ain't used to seeing done. Like, even with the fact that, you know, he, he wanted to have an all-black cast, which, you know, he had a homie from Saturday Night Live. I think Louis Anderson was still in this motherfucker. Like, he had a couple white people in it, but, you know, just the fact that Eddie Murphy has done a couple of prominent movies with all-black cast. Like, nigga, a lot of times, as a black man, especially as a prominent black man, when you doing things that move the culture forward, you got to do that shit real fucking careful. And I really feel like that's what this was. This this was a fucking chess move. As much as I wasn't a fan of it, I wasn't a fan of the contact uh, the content. This nigga was able to pull a big bag for a lot of black people, you know. And shit, the nigga pulled a hundred tickets off of twenty mil. So shit, shout out to him for that shit. All the sound effects. But like I that's that's the one thing I could pull from this motherfucking movie. I was just glad to see a lot of black people get paid. A lot of lot of black people get some motherfucking screen time. 
wasn't a fan of the motherfucker, but I was just glad that he did it because nigga, man, you know. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a pandemic. A lot of motherfuckers ain't working. A lot of motherfuckers ain't eating. So shout out to Eddie Murphy for helping a lot of black actors, you know, get get some credit on the, the international movie database. Because outside of that, I ain't got nothing else really positive to say about this shit. Honestly, as a movie, this shit was some Tyler Perry shit. This shit was like Soul Plane set in Africa. It just was like it, it was like don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Like it was like it was like a spoof of coming to America. Like it was like the Wayans brothers made a like a lampoon version of coming to America. Like it just was terrible. I just wasn't a fan, but I'm 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 glad that he did that shit. But um you know, like transitioning this this royal family bullshit. Since I'm trying to go off of shit that I saw in the fucking news, like, um, you know, the the Meghan Markle had the the fucking baby Archie and shit, and the the royal family is doing what the royal family has been doing. You know, they they on that racist bullshit, and it's kind of like ah. I feel bad for Meghan Markle just on how they've been treating her. It's it's fucked up. You just hate to see, you know, a, a, a black woman get treated foul, you know, in, in the family that she married into. But at the same time, it's like, what else did you fucking expect? You know, like they they was on that bullshit from fucking day one. Like if you research how the fucking. um the royal family became the royal family. It was on some bullshit. Like they're the they're literally the colonizers. They're the kings and queens of colonization. So what would you expect? Like Meghan Markle can literally pass for white, but they really treating her like like the baby gonna be like DMX or something. You know, it's like nigga. I and I remember when she became you know the the Duchess. So Whatever the fuck they call her, you know, I would think it would be princess because she married the prince. But, you know, I don't know how their politics work out there. Personally, don't really give a fuck. Like, I wouldn't even be talking about this shit if it wasn't such a fucking slow ass news cycle. But since ain't shit cracking, I'm talking about the shit. But like, nigga, 
this is what happens when you marry into a bullshit family. You know, and this is some shit that, you know, just like advice that I give my homies as far as like, you know, how you move when it comes to relationships and marriages and and shit like that. Like y'all know, I'm real big on your your spouse's fucking parents. When you fucking with a potential mate, I always like to see what the fuck they parents is working with. You know, whether or not they parents are still together, what type of relationship they have with their parents, what type of family structure they got, what type of background they got, what type of relationship they got with their cousins and, and siblings and, you know, how they all get down and shit. Because at the end of the day, dog, like when you get married into a family, everything that they got cracking, you got, you know, it, it has something to do with you now. It affects you now. Like these are going to be people that are going to be babysitting your kids. These is going to be people that's going to be influencing your fucking kids. Like, these motherfuckers is going to have influence over your spouse. So it's like, nigga, you know, the fact that she married into this bullshit-ass family, I get that they quote-unquote royalty, but, like, who, who the fuck is these niggas? You know, and, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like, shout out to Prince William. For jetting out on they ass for his woman though Like I, I, I respect the fuck out that move Like you know that, that, that was some fly shit But at the same time like I don't know man I, I, I just I don't like none of the situation You know luckily He probably still got access to his inheritance As a fucking uh you know, as a prince. So he's still going to be able to dip off with a cool little bag. Like at the end of the day, him and him and uh, what's her name? Fucking Megan Markle. They still going to get off fly because, you know, they're going to move out and do they whole little happily ever after thing with the baby. And that shit is cool. But at the same time, like it, it, it it's just a fucked up situation because, you know, I know the motherfuckers was probably talking crazy shit, doing little slime shit. Like, it's fucked up to marry into the royal family because I'm sure it's the the equivalent of marrying into a fucking mafia family. Because even though they going to dip off and do their whole little thing, man, I just hope that, you know, these quote-unquote royal motherfuckers don't try to do no bullshit, you know, like what happened to Princess Diana. You know, like, that's them, them niggas is like Illuminati money. You know, but literally these niggas is like the fucking Illuminati, dog. You know, so, you know, I I pray for their safety, dog, on some real shit. Because I, I honestly feel like them motherfuckers had something to do with Princess Diana going out. So, you know, prayers to Meghan Markle. Um, This nigga Joe Biden signed the, the fucking STEMI bill. I don't know if you niggas got your money yet. Hopefully y'all niggas accounts got stimulated. And hopefully you motherfuckers do something constructive with that goddamn cash cuz I don't know my nigga it's it's just one of them things like y'all know how I feel about Joe Biden so I'm not even going to beat a fucking dead horse it's just kind of like come on dog like you know I I I saw a fucking meme of a little 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 baby thing that said little stimmy little 1400 on that motherfucker it was the the peak of ratchet bullshit I was thoroughly disappointed when I saw that shit. But it's like, you know, I'm just happy to see these niggas get their little 1400 dog. Me personally, 
I'm probably not going to get that shit. If there's any money to get, I'll probably get a little chunk of it, and I'll appreciate my little piece of cash. But, you know, I, I just hate the fact that it feel like not too little too late because the money's the money, and niggas going to enjoy the money when they get that shit. But at the same time, like, it's just kind of like a situation where it's like, nigga, you had niggas waiting all this time for 1400 little bitch-ass dollars? Like, nigga, that shit has changed, my nigga. Like, motherfuckers out here done lost their job. Motherfuckers out here, like, really hurting going through some shit. This pandemic been fucking niggas up. And you you hit these niggas with the 14, nigga. Three months into in, into your motherfucking presidency, like, nah, dog, that that ain't that ain't nothing to celebrate. That's honestly some bullshit. That's really a slap in the motherfucking face, you know. So I'm 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 hoping you motherfuckers, you know, spend your money wisely, my nigga, cause nigga, I I, I don't know, shit ain't looking good. I'm hoping you motherfuckers don't take this stupid ass vaccine, and it is what it is, according to that. Like, I don't know, man, like this, this just been a fucked up week because I honestly am like running out of shit to talk about. I'm only halfway into this bitch and like, I'm, I'm really just out of shit. Like, I I think I might really just cut this motherfucker short because I'm like, I'm, I'm really like at a loss. Like I, I was hoping that that movie would be better so I could have more better flyer shit to say, but it wasn't the movie was boo-boo nigga the all-star game was boo-boo nigga this megan markle shit boo-boo nigga honestly feel like this whole motherfucking episode was boo-boo like this shit is fucking sad dog like on some real shit nigga i i I low-key want to like invite a nigga into the live to just fucking crack jokes to burn the last fucking like 20 minutes of this shit Cause this shit is honestly sad, my nigga. Like it, it really was a slow one, dog. You know, like, uh, like I'm, it, it, it's so fucked up. I'm literally like on my laptop looking at the fucking shade room for for shit to talk about, and it ain't even shit on here, my nigga. Like it's a sad motherfucking week when it ain't even no tea in the shade room for a nigga to talk about. Nigga, the comments, that motherfucker moving slow and shit. Like, ain't no, like, it really was nothing cracking this week, dog. Like, and, and it's a trip. Cause, like, I've been having, you know, like, I usually start my shows, like, talking about, like, what's been going on in my week, what's been going on in my life and shit like that. But, like, even that, like, you know, shit just been kind of, kind of weird. Like, you know, my pop's birthday passed. You know, some bullshit happened at that motherfucker that I can't even speak on. Like, that shit is fucking crazy, dog. Like, it's just been a fucked up cycle, my nigga. You know, like, ah, what'd he say, J. Sam? He said, am I on them NFTs? Not yet. As far as the NFTs go, like, I want to do some more research on that shit. Like, I heard about NFTs, but, like, I'm not completely, like, well-versed in that shit. So, I think I might, like, really have to do some more research. Because from what I hear about NFTs, like, I I guess they, like, like some type of licensing for the content that you create. Or something of that nature. Which is, like, 
real interesting on some real shit because like I would hope that as far as with the NFTs, that's something that I could use to like maybe put my podcast on and sell original copies of that shit. Like from what I hear as far as what the NFTs is, I would actually love to do some shit like that because, you know, full disclosure, like I be telling motherfuckers, like I, I want to eventually get to the point where I could start working on a book where I could basically get like the, the best parts of the too much game podcast, you know, like the basically go more in depth on a lot of the content on the episodes that I consider to be my favorite, you know, where I get like concepts and really delve way more deeply into it than I did verbally on the show, you know, to where I could really like break that shit down and give niggas like some real actionable game that they could use on a daily basis and share with motherfuckers. You know, but if I could do that shit with my podcast, that shit would be extra fucking dope. So I'm really going to look in the NFTs and how to use them, how they work, you know, how to license them motherfuckers and how to be able to monetize them shits. Because I heard it's it's big money in that shit. I've been hearing a lot about the fucking NFTs on, on some some real shit. But as far as it go, the reason that I haven't really been discussing it is because, like I said, I don't have a, a deep understanding of it. And one of the things that I always talk about as far as outside of this show, when I talk to motherfuckers about this show, like a lot of what I do on here is I like to take concepts and ideas and break them motherfuckers down to where anybody could understand them. Like I try to speak in as simple language as possible to where no matter who listens to this motherfucker, they can understand that shit. So in order for me to do that, I have to have a great understanding of what the fuck I'm talking about. And when it comes to NFTs, I have the most minimal of understanding. So for me to get on here and talk about that shit, I'm I'm I'll be bullshitting and I don't like doing that shit to my motherfucking listeners. You know what you say, J Sam 757, exactly exclusive content sold as collectible pieces. Nigga. I'm really going to look into that shit because if there's a way that I could get the Too Much Game podcast on NFTs, my nigga, trust you, me, buddy. I'm trying to get the bag on that shit because I, I heard something about it on a Joe Budden podcast and like I watched maybe one or two YouTube videos about it. And it's it's a hella interesting concept. Like I honestly love the idea, you know, because as far as like, us as content creators, uh, musicians, artists who paint, like any anybody who creates any type of fucking content, like in, for you to be able to license your content and sell that shit directly to consumer, that that's a dope ass idea. You know, like if if we all as creators could get control of our intellectual property on some shit like that, you know, and sell it in that way. Man, that shit'll be fucking dope. Like I, I don't understand the technology and the logistics of how that shit works yet. But like it, it's for sure an interesting concept that I I would love to get into. Like if you know some shit about that shit, nigga, I'm I might have to DM you about that shit. Because like I'm 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 hella interested in it. You know, I just can't really discuss that shit because I literally don't know. 
I don't even know what NFT stand for, nigga. That's the the crazy shit. Like I said, that's the reason I ain't talked about the shit. I might literally have to Google that shit while I'm sitting here talking. Cause nigga, like I said, dog, this is one of them nigga, one of them weeks, dude, where it just it like the shit is just happening so motherfucking slow. Like just because quarantine is happening and everything is it is so fucking confined. It's like nigga, I I I go through, you know, like news cycles, social media, you know, I listen to other podcasts and I try to get, you know, just what the fuck is going on in the world in order to come and break down on this motherfucker, but it ain't shit. It's it, it's a slow motherfucking go. Like nigga, I might literally put a warning on the episode. To let niggas know that this This gonna be one of the motherfuckers You can skip dog Cause ain't shit cracking What that shit say non-fungible token That's what NFT stand for Okay nigga that's that's beautiful Cause let me see I just looked that shit up on Google An NFT is an asset verified Using blockchain technology In which a network of computers Report records transactions and gives buyers proof of authenticity and ownership. The current boom is mostly for digital assets, including images, gifts, songs, and videos. You know what? So basically what it sounds like is like if, if if you sell some shit like a song, I guess it's a way that the original creator of the content could sell it and resell that shit multiple times and get paid every time that motherfucker gets sold and resold. That's dope. I like that shit. Like that that's some fly shit. So I'm I'm assume, I'm assuming this shit is something like a fucking cryptocurrency. What it say? You own it. It sells, you keep getting broke off of each sale. Oh yeah, see? Okay, everybody. I'm 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 gonna look into this NFT shit. Niggas niggas gonna have I I don't know if I'm gonna do it on the motherfucking show, but I think I might honestly have to get into a fucking group chat with some niggas who really understand this shit. You know, I'm gonna have to holler at my motherfucking uh producer about this shit. We gonna we really gonna have to chop it up about this shit because this this seemed like a you know some shit that I I, I really want to get into. Like if I can go in and, and slang something. And resell it and resell that shit and, and make money every time. Like I'm I'm like a motherfucking walking record label. That that's some that's some shit. It's say one in the NFT just sold for $69 million. What the fuck was that that sold for $69 million motherfucking dollars? Like, this shit. There's some shit. Nigga, cause if if, if I could sell these motherfucking episodes for $20 a piece, nigga. I'm finna be selling these motherfuckers like uh, Popeye's chicken sandwiches, nigga. Artist Mike Winkleman, also known as Beeple, just sold an NFT at a record-breaking $69.3 million, the third highest price achieved by a living artist. The sale at Christie's is for purely digital work, was the strongest indication that yet NFTs or non-fungible tokens have taken the art market by storm. So basically, artists are using this shit. Your art, your slogan, your podcast, all that. Oh yeah, nigga, I'm I'm for, I'm for sure putting motherfuckers and motherfuckettes on the NFT. You know that shit for sure, for sure. 
But damn, nigga, sixty nine million for some for some art on this shit, and especially the thing about art, and that's something that that I've, I've talked about on here. Like when it comes to the value of certain assets, you know, because you know the the market is what determines the value of some shit. You know, if they got art selling for that shit, dog, us as podcasters and content creators, like we gonna have to find a way to to evaluate the art that we create, which is these fucking podcasts, you know, which is these ideas that we share with people, you know, these, con- these, these concepts, these jokes, you know, this, this mindset that we sell motherfuckers, you know, uh, these, these perspectives that we sell motherfuckers, like we going to have to find a way to get the bag off this shit. Because especially like, you know, when you just look at the, the fact that, you know, artists who, who who make music, you know, a song is, you know, say two to five minutes. And these motherfuckers sell that shit at a certain fucking a, a certain price point. Us as podcasters, my nigga, we be getting cracking for an hour, 30 minutes. You know, like it's literally like we give you niggas an album once, twice, three times. You know, some motherfuckers do podcasts like five days a week. You know, so we giving hours and hours of fucking content, my nigga. And I feel like this shit is is worth a bag. Just like how them songs is worth a bag. So, nigga, this I hope I'm I hope this NFT shit is a motherfucking game changer. Like, cause, you know, motherfucker been doing this podcast shit for a cool minute for free. I would love to be able to NFT this shit and give me a little, you know, a little passive income off this shit. You know, little residuals, little royalties or some, you know, some of that type shit. Cause boy, $69 million for one piece. Nigga, that's a beautiful fucking thing. Nigga, now I got to research what that motherfucking piece look like that somebody paid $69 million for that motherfucker. You know, cause I'm like, shit, I need to see what, what, what musicians are charging for their NFTs. You know, and then like just the levels of business involved in some shit like that, you know, because like, let's just say you're a musician. If you sign to a record label, what's going to be your split on the NFT, on the music that you create. If you a rapper, what's going to be the split for the artist? What's going to be the split for the producer, the, um, the engineer, you know, any, anybody who, who also did work, you know, who wrote, who, did any arranging or any of that shit like nigga this this gonna be some shit I'm, i might have to like really spend some hours digging into because that that that's some shit you know something that's that's gonna get a lot of creative motherfuckers paid like nigga i'm hella interested in that shit i just don't have the understanding to really be able to break this shit down for my listeners like i would like to so I'm really just learning in real time while I'm speaking to motherfuckers. Cause like I said, the, the week was so fucking slow. It was so like shit was just so fucking trash on some real shit. Like I could have really spent the whole hour talking about coming to America. But again, nigga, I don't want to spend my whole hour bashing something that a black man created. Like I, I just really didn't feel like doing that shit. Like I, I wrote not a lot about that shit, but I wrote enough 
But again, nigga, I, I just don't want to be that that nigga that uses my platform to tear down somebody else's shit. So that's why I had to cut that shit short because I'm like, hold on, nigga. Like now I sound like I'm fucking hating. I, I really didn't enjoy that shit. But at the same time, just because I didn't enjoy the film don't mean I'm going to sit here and bash the motherfucking film. You know, that's why I had to like end that shit by just showing love to the fact that Number one, everybody got paid. You know, number two, he put a lot of black faces on the screen. You know, representation is always a beautiful thing. You know, I love the fact that everybody in the movie looked fly. The costumes was fly. You know, the art direction was fly. You know, it it, it, it just was a lot of beautiful imagery. It just was a whack-ass movie with a fucked-up script. But, you know, like I said... I'm just happy that, that niggas got paid. That's the that's the real victory in a lot of shit. Like when you just look at life in general, sometimes you got to look at the fucking big picture, dog. You know, like, yeah, the movie was whack, but everybody got paid. Like, it's, it's just like the game of life. Everybody not going to like you. Everybody not going to like what you do. Everybody not going to like how you move. Everybody not going to like how you dress, who you fuck with. How you get down, who you speak to, how you speak, what you say, how you smell. But at the end of the day, my nigga, you got paid. And that's all that fucking matter. Nigga, long as you got a smile on your face, that's all the fuck that matter. After these motherfuckers made this movie, I know they all had a smile on their face. No matter what these motherfuckers rate and say, nigga, somebody run around with a hundred million motherfucking dollars. So that's all that matter when it come to this shit. You know, 6,000 motherfuckers worked. A bunch of motherfuckers got paid. You know, shout out to fucking Rick Ross for letting them niggas use that beautiful fucking home of his. You know, that's my takeaway from the movie, dog. I'm glad everybody got paid. You know, what he say? Eddie gave us classics. He could put up a whack joint and it's all good. Exactly, dog. The movie was whack, but everybody got paid. You know, like that's that's the long and short of it, my nigga. No matter how you niggas felt about the movie, everybody got paid. You know, and I've heard comedians say this. You know, nigga, whether you laugh or not, I got paid. And I'm happy to see that them motherfuckers got paid. That was the. That was it, dog. I just got to keep on repeating that shit. Now, I think that's going to be my my main critique for the movie. If anybody asks me from here on out, man, how, how'd you feel about uh coming to America too? Everybody got paid. No, did you like it? I like that everybody got paid. Was it funny? <sighs> everybody got paid. Like, that. that's going to be like uh when fucking... Dave Chappelle on that fucking skit when when uh he was the drug dealer and, and they basically switched the roles of the gangsters and the white collar criminals when he was in, in, in court. And they was like, oh, you know, how long have you been d- dealing drugs? And he said, I don't know, but I could tell you that I plead the fifth. Nigga, that's going to be my pleading of the fifth when it comes to the coming to America movie, my nigga. How'd you feel about the movie? Everybody got paid. Oh, how'd you feel about Eddie Murphy's performance? Everybody got paid. Oh, did you like Lunell in the movie? Everybody got paid. 
you know, like uh, who who else did that shit? Um, Marshawn Lynch, you know, when he said yeah, yeah, or um, Rasheed Wallace when he said both teams play hard. That's gonna be my answer. So at, at my wrap up of the review of the Coming to America movie, which I keep on saying should have been named Going to Zamunda. Everybody got paid. And I'ma drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room. Once again. I think I should just apologize for this motherfucking episode right now. But um, you know, whatever, nigga. Everybody got paid. If you would like to support us financially so we can really get paid, it is patreon.com slash townhouse media, town e house media. Support all the townhouse media podcasts. Seriously, nine of the podcasts, Friday nights, 9 p.m. with the super producer being ready. You know, aka King T doing that shit whenever the fuck he feel like it. Cause he don't do it every Friday, but when he do it, it's dope. So be on the lookout for seriously nine of the podcasts. Wednesday evenings, um, 5 p.m. Pacific time, the No Rules podcast, No Rules with a Z, with Ill Will and Mark, you know, Ill Will, the motherfucking Jim Dropper and Young Mark, a.k.a. the Juice Crew, a.k.a. the Bloods, live on Facebook and YouTube, y'all check out the No Rules podcast, Tuesdays, the Sports For You podcast, sports, number four, letter U, my favorite sports podcast. You know, with my favorite motherfucking segment Shout out to them niggas for shouting me out Calling out names That's a, that's a cold fucking segment for a podcast Y'all niggas check out the Sports For You podcast With John Watson, Mark, and Nick motherfucking Freeze Sundays, Cat vs. Dog podcast With myself, Young Dolomite, my co-host CJ, Chelsea Perry, the celebrity of Townhouse Media Sundays, live at 3 Pacific, live at 5 Houston time. And if you hear, you already know the Too Much Game podcast with myself, Young Dolomite, aka Uncle Dolomite, aka that nigga in particular. You know, hit my motherfucking cash app at Young Dolomite, Y U N G D O L E M I T E, so I can motherfucking get paid. But, um, you know, follow me on Instagram at Young Dolomite. Um, at Clubhouse at Young Dolomite on Twitter at Young Dolomite Instagram Uncle Dolomite or Too Much Game Podcast you know like comment and subscribe on YouTube um, I think that may be it my nigga you know again my bad slow week I ain't here to help you get bitches I'm here to help you get better Too Much Game Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.